staying sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. The American economy is booming. In just over two years, businesses large and small have created 5.3 million new jobs, including over 480,000 good paying manufacturing jobs that the other side said would never come back. Look, I think there's a technical description for what's going on, which is that Democrats have gone bat crazy. That's a, that's a political science term of art. Uh, it, 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 if you look at the medical dictionary, it's, it's under B. Um, it, 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 it is, in fact, a psychosis. Look, they have, they're getting more and more and more extreme on, on every issue. The true goal of capitalism is to achieve liberty and justice for all. And that is why the left doesn't like our Pledge of Allegiance, that and God. And now, Stacey Washington. Welcome back to the program. It's my pleasure to be with you. And we have another jam-packed hour planned here on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Welcome back to the show. It's my pleasure to welcome Joshua Phillip. He's a senior investigative reporter for Epoch Times. And he's going to join us now, live from CPAC 2019, to discuss something that... Um, it's a huge problem for our country, and the only person we've seen be willing to tackle it is President Trump, and that is the subversive behavior of the Chinese government when it comes to American intellectual property and everything that we bring to the table when we place jobs in their country. Joshua, thanks for joining us. Oh, let me turn that back up. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so Joshua, let's talk about this. What exactly are you writing about in this area that Americans need to know? Well, so my focus since about 2008 has been investigating Chinese subversion of the West, which has led me into all kinds of interesting, uh, interesting topics that I think are pretty concerning. The main one is, I think, Chinese subversion through the United Front Department. They call it United Front Work. And th these are systems they use. These are systems they use to infiltrate overseas Chinese communities, to harass Chinese Americans, including second and third generation Chinese, threaten their families back in China if they, if they speak out against the Chinese Communist Party. And I mean, this is, this is a system they use too to gain, uh, say, influ say, influence American politicians, get into different parts of the, uh, you know, our business structures, recruit spies, you name it. And so, some, really, some really terrible stuff they've been involved with. Oh, <laughs> live radio. <laughs> There's someone going by saying goodbye to everyone in a very loud voice, but Joshua, please continue. Yeah. And so, yeah, this ties into cyber attacks. This ties into all kinds of things. This ties into, uh, so the way the United Front works, so I, I, I've investigated this a lot in New York City. The way they work is the Chinese Communist Party's, uh, sorry, <laughs> a bit of background here. But uh, the way they work is they get into the, um, the Chinese Communist Party runs the United Front Department. It used to be called the United Front Work Department. These guys run the Chinese consulates. The Chinese consulates go into the Chinese communities, say in New York, San Francisco, anywhere in the world. And they recruit uh, heads of these tongs, these home, you know, associations that have like thousands, tens of thousands of influential, influential members. And they use this. They, um, they use this then to, say, monitor, harass, attack. I mean, there have been physical attacks in New York, uh, Chinese Americans. And it's also part of the whole espionage system. Now, beneath the tongs, a lot of times, is what you have uh, the triads. 
And so this is Chinese organized crime and human traffickers, drug traffickers, you name it. So the answer to that is what? What, what should our State Department be doing or our government be doing to, to put a stop to that and to protect the, the interests of Chinese Americans? Well, the biggest problem they have is a lot of times the, or, the police don't understand Chinese communities. And even when it comes to, say, Chinese cyber attacks, you know, Chinese you know, hackers going after our companies, a lot of them don't understand how the whole thing works. And so, when it, so a lot of times, for example, a lot of times they're looking at cyber attacks, they're just looking at cyber. They don't realize that a lot of this is internal you know, spies working and uh, you know, stealing stuff physically. And a lot of these guys are recruited under the United Front Department. A lot of them work, you know, and the Chinese cyber attacks are run by the, you know, mostly by the military. Right. And... A lot of times when it comes to police trying to work with these communities or trying to get into Chinese communities, the people who approach them and say, oh, you can talk to me, I'll help you, are the ones who are like representing these criminal organizations. So what are the, what, what's the answer? The answer, I think, is that I think the U.S. government needs to better understand how Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party operates when it comes to subverting uh, Chinese communities, manipulating them, keeping them under their, under their boots even on American soil, you know, when it comes to threatening, you know, Chinese Americans can't live, they can't, they don't feel like they can speak freely on American soil. Ah. I think if they understand how that whole system works, they can start realizing that, okay, we don't talk to this association, we don't talk to that association, because they're representing these criminals who are working with the Chinese Communist Party. Mm. Well, you're writing about this at Epoch Times. The website is theepochtimes.com. And we will talk to you again about this in depth where we can have a little more time to unpack it. Um, but I wanted to get to you today and have you come on the show live from CPAC because this is so fantastic. And I love the website that you have. A lot of my favorite writers are here. Larry Elder, um, Carol Swain, and now you. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's a pleasure to chat with you, Jessica. Appreciate it. Thank you All as right. well. Fantastic. Um, so we are now going to be speaking with Star Parker. Let me just wave her over. Star, nice to meet you. Star is going to come over and join us. This is Star Parker. She's an author. She was a radio host. She's a grandma. She's a pro-life warrior. And she's someone who I... So my first time meeting Star was back in St. Louis. She'd come for an event, and then she was signing books. And so I came up like a fangirl, and I was like, will you sign my book? I bought a book, and she signed it. And then afterwards, so you actually know a friend of mine, Zena Hackworth. You've known her for years. And they were eating together, and they allowed me to come and sit. And I was just listening to them talk, and that was like my first time hanging out with, like, I felt like, I'm hanging out with a celebrity, which she does not put up with that kind of talk. She's very real and down to earth. But you do some of the most amazing work for communities. Thank you. And, and also, it's not just that you're saying this is a black issue. You're saying these are life issues. These are right. things that we're facing as a country. Right. And you have Cure, which right. actually puts forward policy. Right. So it's not just, you know, rah, rah, we're on Twitter, we're making tweets, we're, right. you know, we're doing social media. Yeah. These are Which real. Which is important too, though. It is, yeah. it is. <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes we, we have trouble translating that from Twitter to real life right. policy solutions. And right. you've testified before Congress. Right. I mean, you, you've actually gotten under people's skin to the point where they've insulted you as you were testifying before yeah. Congress. Mm -hmm. And that has gone viral. I remember right. sharing those videos. So what oh, are we thanks. working on now? Like what, what is Cure doing right now that you want to get out there? Well, a few things. You know, we work in culture, we work in poverty, and we work in 
um, race relations. So we're a policy uh, think-and-do tank here in Washington, D.C. A lot of people say, well, who's all in Washington? It's not just legislators and lawyers and lobbyists. They're also the think tank world who bring the ideas uh, to the legislators, lawyers, and lobbyists. And so we have three programs at CURE, not a policy program, we have a media program, and we have a clergy program. So we're pushing near a thousand clergy that serve in our most distressed zip codes across the country, trying to get them to understand that the answer to poverty is freedom and personal responsibility is not a welfare state. So we're, our business is to message out to dismantle the welfare state. And so that's a long answer to what are we doing right now. Right now we're consulting with the White House about urban initiatives and they've done some incredible things. And so if you say which one is the first and foremost on the agenda right now, it's called Opportunity Zone. It's an Opportunity Zone initiative. We have 8,700 Opportunity Zones around the country, and we're very, very excited that a lot of money will be flowing into these communities through the private sector so that we can start getting the jobs that are needed so that people can be more responsible uh, with their everyday choices so that we can try to fix what's broken down uh, with government dependency, getting people independent once again. So that's one. Another, as you know, abortion is a hot topic now because mm -hmm. uh, the liberals have exposed that they've always been in the business they ripped of the mask off. Fantasize, mm -hmm. so so that's one that you're going to see. You you called that years yeah. ago. Well, and we're working on it now. We're getting ready to. Uh, I can't. Oops, I can't say what we're getting ready to do in a district of somebody who said something they shouldn't have said as a congressperson. So we're going into their district. We just do a lot of activism. But you're right. We also look at policy and what those implications can be, so that we can change the law. We want to change the law so people can live better lives. So I'm on the website now. It's urbancure.org, and it's a fantastic website. If you haven't been there, I recommend that you get there right away. There's videos, there are images, not just of Star, but of the people who work with her, um, talking about fighting poverty and restoring dignity through faith, freedom, and personal responsibility. You've written a number of books. You have a syndicated column that you put out every week. So this is a this is a constant effort for you. You're not just only working in seasons and kind of chilling out in between. This is your life's work. Um, when, I signed up, when I first went over to... Uh, but to, into the weekly syndicate world, it was Dr. Walter Williams that said, okay, once you get started, you know you got to keep going. Oh. And so then it was Tom Sewell who kind of helped me up. So then I... Two of my, I, like, all-time... I wanted oh. to mention it because you love them. And so yes. I went over, I left USA Today because, you know, it was a monthly thing, and I went over for weekly with Scripps News Service, who oh. then sold to McClatchy. So now I'm at Creators, okay? Yeah. So Creators are largest. They're, they're they are. Yeah. The biggest. So they're big. And so I'm just this little bitty fish in this big old, big old pond. Six months into it, Dr. Tom Sewell retires. Yeah. So I moved into all his space. And, I, 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 and I, I'm, I'm like, so excited. Oh no, big shoes. And he's if like, I have to say goodbye to Tom Soul and the, the 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 answer to that is saying oh. hello to Star. So that's Aww. that's awesome. I, well, that's I've read your that's column. What he said. But he's like, well, I said your shoes are so big, like. But yours are cute. I'm yeah, it's, it's amazing. My, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. an amazing oh, thing to you. see you filling you. that out, yeah, and yeah, and it yeah. couldn't be a better replacement. We reach eight million, and I, well, Ooh, I don't know about million. that, but you know, eight we're million. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a really it's growing thing. And what I really appreciate about it is, you know, you mentioned the benefit of Twitter and Facebook and all the our social media, which we need. Um, but you need you need evangelists too, and mm -hmm. so what uh, the creator opportunity allows is for me to go into places that they're not hearing our side of the story. No, but so they're. Reading you. I'm on the op-ed page. I'm not on the editorial <laughs> page. And so the editorial page is very, very liberal, but the op-ed pages, they get my story. So my side of each news story. Well, I encourage people to go to urbancure.org and also go to amazon.com. You can find Star's books there. Our you can new one coming out in a couple of months. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, so get get your hands on that. Okay. I look forward to seeing you the next time you're in St. Louis. I'll and be there a couple th weeks. Thank you yeah. for coming on the show today. You're welcome. Carving out yeah. some time. Yeah.
I'll girl, see you thank in two you. weeks, girl. Two weeks. I will see you. Um, so we are now going to say goodbye to Star. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for coming on. And we're going to say hello to Laura Loomer, who is ready to come. She's just going to pop right in here. Earlier, I didn't. Oh, it's okay. That's wonderful, Laura. Thank you so much. Sit here. You can sit here. Put pop these on. And I will turn your microphone up. So, Laura Loomer, if you haven't had a chance to know who she is, which is impossible because you've actually been on my show before, but it's been a little bit. Um, we have talked before about a lot of the issues that are facing Americans today with this kind of weird two-culture thing we have going on with liberals running some stuff and, you know, conservatives fighting back. But you're doing something interesting now, which is chaining yourself to the doors of Twitter, yeah. going after them where you find them. Definitely. Let's talk about that a little bit. You're here at CPAC. Um, what, what are you working on right now? So right now, what I'm doing is I'm doing a lot of work to expose the social media bias and censorship of conservatives. And, you know, there's a lot of that going on right now, unfortunately, in this country. And these big tech social media companies like Facebook, Twitter, Google, uh, Apple, they are totally out of control, mm -hmm. and they have decided that they want to get revenge against uh, President Donald Trump and his supporters for the loss of Hillary Clinton, and they are going on this rampage in which they're silencing and deplatforming and censoring conservatives. And you know, you're you're somebody who's been censored before too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're a black conservative, and they obviously view you as a threat because you're going against uh, against their narrative. And mm -hmm. I remember when I was on Twitter when I had 265,000 followers, you and I would. You know, yeah, we would tweet. We would tweet each yeah. other. And your followers never changed. Like, they often didn't change. No, I, I still have the same number. I actually have a 1,000 less. I, I was at yeah. 69, then I went to 67, and I'm at 67.4. Right. And I've actually, every time they do a little change, yeah. I lose about a 1,000 followers. Well, that's called the purge. And yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of that going on right now. And so... Uh, you know, I've been deplatformed everywhere. Besides Alex Jones, I'm probably the most censored person in America. I'm banned from Twitter, Uber, Lyft, PayPal, Venmo, GoFundMe, uh, Uber Eats, uh, Medium, Teespring, and uh, Teespring. Yeah, and, and they won't even <laughs> let me sell T-shirts. I guess T-shirts with the word "loomered" is like Nazi propaganda or something. So they won't let me uh, let me sell it. It's a sign of your effectiveness, yeah. but it's still wrong. And I'm glad that you're fighting. Yeah. I wanted to get you to pop on really quickly now just to kind of update everybody on what's going on. I hear the music, so I know we're going to be out in about 30 seconds. Give people where they can find you. Yeah, it's lauralumer.us. Go to lauralumer.us or freelumer.com and sign the petition and subscribe to my email list. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so I'll subscribe to the email list as well. Laura Loomer, thank you for what you're doing and for you. standing up against the Thanks tide. Thanks for having me on. I oh, fantastic. All right, we're going to be back with more after this. In fact, we'll have Joel Patrick, another young millennial flamethrower. He'll be with us after these messages. Stay there. You know what's uh, really nice about our tour of Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon in September is the fact that we're with Christians who support our ministry from all over the country. We may talk differently, but we have a like mind and a like heart, and it's uh, always a joy to spend time with our supporters. So if you want to join us on the September Spiritual Heritage Tour of Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon, we'd love to have you. Now, for all the information, the dates, the pricing, everything, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. We'll fill up soon. The June tour is already sold out. We're going to fill up soon for September, so don't delay. We also go to Williamsburg and Jamestown on a tour preceding the Washington, D.C. tour. So if you'd like information on either one or both, 
of those tours, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. That's spiritualheritagetours.com. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. Psychiatrist Lyle Rossiter wrote an article many years ago with the simple title, Follow the Rules. He has noticed among his clients and among Americans in general an unwillingness to follow basic rules in various arenas. As he points out, there are consequences for breaking the rules in five areas. In the care of our bodies, we have to obey the rules of physics, chemistry, and biology. When we break these rules, we get fat, we get sick, we even die. Moreover, the epidemics of substance abuse and STDs also illustrate the principle of sowing and reaping. In marital and family relations, we have to follow certain rules of fidelity, thoughtfulness, and responsibility. When we don't, divorce and broken families result. Children are raised without both parents and grow up with emotional scars or deficits. In economic transactions, we have to obey the laws of supply, demand, price, and scarcity. Failure to do so results in consumer debt and bankruptcy. In social behavior, we have to follow the rules of honesty, fairness, mutuality, and courtesy. If we disobey those rules, we have social turmoil. In political transactions, we have to follow the rules set out in our Constitution that protect individuals from harmful actions by governments. Breaking those rules leads to political corruption and chaos. If these are the rules, why do we fail to follow them? Rossiter believes it is because we are driven by sexual and aggressive impulses, by attachment and dependent impulses, by acquisitive and narcissistic impulses. These are the rules for success. Follow them and you're likely to succeed. Break them and you will probably fail. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. Take Kirby and the Point of View team with you on the go with the Point of View app. Search for Point of View Radio at the Apple or Google Play stores. This is Stacy on the Right with Stacy Washington on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for being with us today. We are live from CPAC 2019, and I am just super excited about my next guest. So he is, so I follow him on Insta. Yeah, I'm fangirling just a tad because he has like 150,000 followers on there. He calls himself the Black Redneck, and he drives this huge, I mean, it's a monster truck. Do you, do you have it here with you? I do, I yes. saw it. My mom pulled up to pick me up, and she said, what is that? I said, I think that's Joel Patrick's truck. You drove away, and there's a huge flag on the back. So think of the American flag that you put on the back of your truck if you're in, like, a parade. He's got that rolling, like, and you don't live here. So you drove that from... Is it Ohio? I drove it from Ohio. So he lives in Ohio. So enough of this this prelude. It's Joel Patrick. And if you don't follow him on Instagram so you can watch his videos, he has these 60-second videos he does where he jumps in front of the camera, <laughs> rips into an issue, and then jumps back off. It's so good. And you're part of the new Rising Stars program from the Republican National Committee, of which, remember, Cassie Smettle was on yesterday. And we had so much fun talking to her. So, Joel, 20, CPAC 2019, go. What, what's up? Well, I'm just really, really glad to be here and, and just thinking that the journey that I've traveled on just from about a year ago before I was even like really involved in politics to now has just been absolutely incredible. I uh, got to go on Fox 
um, yesterday and then on the Glenn Beck show today and then now I'm on this AC on the right <laughs> show. This is Oh please. I can't believe you said my show in the same breath as Glenn Beck, but <laughs> I'll take it. So you you've seen some of the speeches then? Have you gotten a chance to go into the big room and, and hear from some of the, the speakers? I have I got to hear from uh, Candace Owens from Glenn Beck, um, the vice president. It's it's really been incredible, yeah. So let's talk about Candace Owens' speech. I Joel, it was amazing. Now, I, I've asked her to come on the show, and maybe she will. Maybe you'll put a good word in for me. She was phenomenal this morning. That speech hit so many points. It was it was one of the best speeches I've ever heard at CPAC, and I have been coming for a few years. I did I have a little hiatus where I wasn't here last year or the year before, and we're still trying to figure out when I was here last. I think it was two years ago, but it, that speech was like it was part rock and roll anthem, part you know, rallying cry, part, you know, it was, it was part of her heart that she showed this morning for not just the black community, but she mentioned the Hispanic community and Americans in general, that we all have a part to play here and that we have to fight back against this narrative. What, what do you say to all of that and, and how can we kind of accomplish that? Well, I definitely think we need to be focusing more on the issues. A lot of times um, when I'll wear my Make America Great Again gear out in public, people will say things like, oh, how can you wear that? Are you not aware that you're black? And they believe that the president's a racist and they come up with all these crazy ideas that they think I need to adhere to because I'm a black American. And, you know, you have to remind them of the facts. The facts are the Democratic Party has absolutely destroyed the black family in America. They attempted to replace the black father and they've done a terrible job doing it. They have brought us mass incarceration under Bill Clinton. They have um, been the party of slavery, Jim Crow, and the KKK since the very beginning. And I think once people are focused on the facts, which are President Trump is doing more for black Americans than any president since Abraham Lincoln through the First Step Act, the mm -hmm. lowest black unemployment ever. Mm -hmm. um, I like to tell people I've been invited to the White House to the East Room twice. and. Both times I was there, there was no fewer than 350 other African-Americans with me. And <laughs> that never happened under Obama. You know, people can say whatever they want about how Trump's a racist, but, you know, I've been invited to the White House with a whole bunch of other black people. Me too. I, the first time I was there, and I would have been there last week if I had only not been canceled. My flight was canceled for weather. I, I'm with you. When we were there... There were hundreds of other black people there. The president and Melania Trump and Vice President Pence and so many other cabinet members there. And aside from the president and the first lady, they didn't actually move about the space shaking hands. But the others did. The cabinet members did. And we spent time with them. We, we spent time with each other. And it's not something you had to do. President Trump is not required to have a Black History Month reception in the White House. He's not required to address it if he does have it. And I think there's something to be said for just you know, regular rapport. If you felt racism from him or that he was doing it because he had to, like out of obligation, that would have been evident. You would have been able to tell. And he was, he loved every minute of it. He said that this was one of the best groups he'd ever been in front of. And um, you could just tell the excitement on everybody's faces. I think one especially um, proud moment was when the first woman released under the First Step Act spoke about how much she personally was affected by the president. Um, bringing her there and even having her on the stage with him, you know, while he gave his speech. Mm. And of course, the media was completely silent on all of that because we can't show anything that shows that the president is not a racist. Yeah. Well, and, and that lady, she'd been incarcerated for a really long time for something that, 
I mean, people rape people and don't go to jail for as long as she was in jail for, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it was a travesty of justice that, honestly, first black president, you would think he would have taken care of that. But instead, it was President Trump, Mr. Racism USA, who actually took a meeting with Kim Kardashian, of all people, and said, you know what, I like what you're talking about. I want to see something done here. And then the extra step, it was not just releasing her. It was going forward with the First Step Act, which has garnered, you know, criticism. And I know it wasn't a perfect bill, but it is an attempt to, to make justice more equitable. And it's something that people were pushing for. And it was bipartisan, which is, again, something the media didn't really cover. Nope. They completely ignored it. Well, what I want to do now is I want to give you a chance to share your social media. How can people find you, Joel? So it's uh, Joel Patrick 1776 on Facebook and Twitter and Joel Patrick underscore 1776 on Instagram. Okay, so he's he's kind of laid back here. Like if you're watching, you're thinking, oh, American flag shirt, make America, make America great again hat. He's so laid back. But when you turn the videos on, <laughs> that's when you're going to see something that's... Um, it's 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 live and direct, and and I enjoy it a lot. Joel Patrick, thank you for coming on today. It's such a pleasure to see you again. It's good seeing you too. Steve. All right, have a safe trip back home, and you're fantastic. He's got this. You, I'm not telling you. Go on Instagram and see the truck as well. You you got to see all of these things. So we are now going to be speaking to a member of the Sorbo family, who I see chilling over there. Come on in. He's going to join us. And you can actually get here. Yeah, perfect. And if you can hang out if you want to. You can. I, I don't mind. All right. So we're talking to Braden Sorbo, who's actually on Mojo 5.0 Radio, which is one of the people who carry my program. Um, one of the, the parts of my syndication network. Actually, let me see if I can turn this so we can get the whole group of us. There we go. Wait. There. How about that? Um, so welcome to the show, Brayden. You know, you and I met at my friend's house in <laughs> St. Louis. Uh, a friend of mine has a house with a chapel in it. And um, so Brayden and his mom were there <laughs> for a reception for Tucker Carlson. And that's when I got to meet Brayden. But I'd already seen your videos on YouTube. And you were speaking at Education Policy Conference at the time. And you have something interesting that you're doing, conservative movement. You're a young person under the age of 20. Um, so you're just getting started with all of this. But you have a really interesting perspective what are you up to? Uh oh, wait. Let me turn that on. That might help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm in the whole Gen Z conservative memes, video games, all combined together movement. Right. Uh, and I think I'm the forehead or the leader of it all, I guess, because I'm one of the first ones in it. I spoke at the Educational Policy Conference on why Gen Z isn't as socialist as we might think. Mm. And in it, I mentioned memes and how we use humor to diffuse the socialist agendas that are thrown at us every single day. So it's clickbait. You have something going on with, with clickbait, which we love. I mean, it, we have a love-hate relationship with clickbait. We kind of look at clickbait and we say, we hate it. We don't want to click on a story and then think to ourselves, that's not what I was promised. But then by the same token, people love to use different kinds of leads and headlines to get people to click. And when it works, it's gold. When it doesn't work, you're angry because you know you don't want you don't want clickbait. Talk to us about what you're doing with that. So what I'm doing with that whole idea or movement, if you want to call it that, is I'm taking, like I said, the meme movement and the comedy behind everything that's going on in America's political spectrum today and almost making fun of it, in other words. Because I play video games with friends and we talk about anything and everything. We make fun of everyone and, and don't discriminate against anyone in particular. So we have a laugh and we've noticed that the liberal side doesn't 
so much like that. Mm. Uh, Mark Twain said it. Against the assault of laughter, nothing can withstand. Mm. And it's true, if you think about it. Socialism is so absurd that it cannot survive to comedy, which is why it wants comedy to die out. That's why liberals are attacking comedians for saying things that are discriminatory or uh, racist or whatever you want to call it. And I personally am a strong believer of the idea that comedy is how we thrive as a nation. And Gen Z is the leaders of that idea. And even if the comedy is offensive, because prior to this current you know, social movement against anyone being offended, we actually engaged in laughing at people for characteristics, for, I mean, you know, it, things would be said that are considered to be rude, but it was comedy and it was allowed because it was funny and free speech was still a real thing. But now, as you mentioned, it's some things that were acceptable before are now considered racist or sexist, and it really infringes on what a comedian can say and, and really to bring their comedic perspective to, to the market. Um, so another interesting fact about you is that my friend Sam Sorbo is your mom and her husband, Kevin Sorbo, who I, I'm not going to say he's my friend, but I've met him a couple of times, <laughs> um, you know, Hollywood actor and big time actor now with Christian movies, which we're so grateful for God's Not Dead and the other productions that they've done. I want to ask you a little bit of a personal question, but okay. I, I, it's a question people ask my kids, which is, what's it like to have... <laughs> You know, Sam Sorbo and Kevin Sorbo to be your parents. <laughs> yeah, I, I do get that question a lot. So I've kind of come up with answers for it for each time. Personally, it's fun. Okay. You know, it depends on the situation, of course. Like if I'm in an airport at 2 a.m. and people come up and they want to get a photo and then they take forever to get a phone out and everything. And for some reason, they don't know how to take a photo with their camera in that exact instance. It's annoying. Yeah. But if we're walking through a park or something someone comes up oh man i love your god's not dead movies i love let there be light yeah, yeah. i was like oh i was in let there be light yeah, I, yeah. i'm over here too yeah so I it's it's it a little fun it's a love-hate relationship I, I as everything is with kids and their parents so i want to say thanks for coming on the show today we've been talking about doing this and actually i think we were going to have you on and then of course you're trying to book as a guest through me which is always a bad idea <laughs> You want to talk to my producer. It worked out, though. I, it, it worked out this time. Yeah. But usually you guys need to speak to the producer because he's the one. They, they make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm just behind the microphone. Um, I, I really appreciate what you're doing. It takes a lot of courage at your age, not even 20 years old, to start you know, your own movement and to kind of head it up. And I think I'll give some credit to your parents. They did a little bit. but A little bit. But I, I give credit to you because you're young and you could choose to do anything right now. And instead, you. you're choosing to be in the movement. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do. You mind if I shout out my podcast? Oh, yes. Really Please tell us so, everywhere where we can find yes. you. It is on YouTube as Mindset with Braden and Vit, V-I-T-T. -T. It's on Instagram as Mindset underscore podcast. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts if you look up Mindset Braden Sorbo. We have five to 15 minute long episodes catering to Gen Z. So listen to them in the car, on the way to school, or to work, whatever. And mindset, what are you guys talking about on that? We talk about politics, everything in the political spectrum. We've been around for two weeks, so we're re really new, mm -hmm. uh, but we've covered the Green New Deal, we've covered the wall, we've covered Jesse Smollett, so everything in the spectrum as far as we've been able to. Yeah, and these are topics that 
you guys have a perspective on. You're not the same as millennials, and you're definitely not the same as my generation, which means there's more to talk about, and you're doing that. Braden, thank you for joining the show today. Thank you for it's having good me. to talk to you. We'll talk again yes. on regular radio. We're, we'll call you. We'll um, and we're really excited about what you're doing. So I want to kind of preview. I know we have a couple more guests who are coming on this hour before I actually, what I'm literally going to do is pack up all of my fun things. And if you've not gone on social media and seen what I'm talking about, how I was screaming and Snoopy dancing at home because these banners and the, and the stand-up banner arrived and I was freaking out, but I was home alone. So the dog was totally frightened by my craziness. <laughs> and, um, but it, that happened. And now I'm going to have to pack these things up and put them away and get on a plane so I can be home tonight because I'm sleeping in my own bed tonight. I'm going home. I'm going to have dinner with my family and we're going to chill out. I might watch, you know, some episodes of Lost because I never watched them before and now I'm watching them on Amazon Prime. And I'll probably have like a smoothie and just sit back and, you know, rub my dog and just chill. That's what's happening tonight. And I know there are parties here and there's a lot of fun stuff that's going to go on here at CPAC, but I'm 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 going home. I'm actually going home right after the show. So we're going to have a couple more guests on after this segment. Um, I wanted to touch on another bit that we had earlier today. Speeches from today were amazing. It was just a, an amazing event. And Ted Cruz was no different. Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas actually said it's going to take everyone. And I want to listen to that audio. It's number three. It's going to take every one of you. Speaking out, volunteering, energizing, giving money, using your voice, because we're going to see a crazed assault from the left more unhinged than anything we, we, we have seen. Now, there's also the good news. If we turn common sense conservatives out, we can win. So he's talking about turning out the people. And, you know, I, I want to point this out. Ted Cruz has won elections. Ted Cruz has run campaigns. And Ted Cruz is aware of the dynamics that go on with, um, you know, getting out the vote. But we have to be energized. And so just when we think, okay, we can sit back for a minute, we don't have to pay attention, we don't have to be as involved, you realize, um, you know, that... You do have to do that. There is no time for sitting back and not being involved and not being absolutely plugged in to what is going on politically. Now, obviously, we believe that as Christians, we have to be involved and we have to be really, really on top of everything that's going on with our, uh, with our faith. But it is absolutely important for us to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. And that can only happen when we're plugged in and aware of what's going on in our culture. Um, I also want to just really quickly here, I know we have a minute left or so. Um, I wanted to hear this little bit of audio from Vice President. Ah, 30 seconds. Okay. We don't have time for that. Maybe we'll get to it in the next segment. Um, I have a couple more guests lined up who are going to join us. But right now, I hear the music. We're going to go to the break. Um, find out more at StacyOnTheRight.com and UrbanFamilyTalk.com. You can find out about the conference that's coming up in June. And uh, we'll be right back. Keep it here. Debt. 
has a stranglehold on many American households, and our country is piling up debt in amounts that threaten future generations. We have seen periods of lower saving, more borrowing, and increased foreclosures. These economic times certainly have led to a lot of pain and problems. Despite how serious this is, it is nothing compared to sin. Each sin you and I commit is kind of like a debt, and each of us has rung up an incredible tab, so much debt that we could never repay. We're all in default. But Jesus, the perfect Son of God, died on a cross to pay the penalty of sin. In the book of Colossians, the Bible tells us that He canceled the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. Are you ready to be free from your debt of sin? Call 888-NEED-HIM and learn how to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's 888-NEED-HIM. I'm not so certain we have as much time as many of us think. It's high time for the body of Christ to return with a fire lit up under us to proclaim the truth of God's Word. To proclaim the truth of sin and repentance and not coming from a high lofty position but telling the truth as such were some of us. We have to do that. We have to. But what happens is, and I, I call this first world problem, uh, we have this epidemic of churchianity in America to where we are far more accepting and far more willing to embrace the trappings of church life even if they're void of the presence and power and fire of Christ. And I would say to you, just as the Bible says, that we can have a form of godliness while simultaneously, at the exact same time, deny the very power of the gospel. Of the gospel. Of the gospel. Tune in to the Hamilton Quarter, weekday afternoons at 5 Central on Urban Family Talk. Media Minute with Howard Kurtz. By the time most Americans woke up yesterday, the media had already declared President Trump's nuclear negotiation with North Korea a failure with the president shutting down the talks and leaving Vietnam. Washington Post, he was humbled by the setback. New York Times, the talks ended in shambles, underscoring the risk of leader-to-leader -leader diplomacy. When it fails, there's no higher up to step in and cut a compromise that saves the deal. Politico said it was more than an isolated diplomatic strikeout, the latest demoralizing episode in a months-long losing streak. Well, it is true. It is a high-risk approach when the president doesn't have a pre-cooked deal negotiated in advance by diplomats. But there had been earlier stories in the press that Trump might be too eager for a deal, too uh, hungry for positive headlines that they feared that he would give away the store. The president decided he'd rather have no deal than a bad deal. So if those concerns were valid, the president proved they were misplaced. With your Media Minute, Howie Kurtz, Fox News. You can watch a live stream of the show on Facebook or YouTube at Stacy on the Right. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. You know, when I see them doing this and jumping the shark and taking an extreme point and then just, you know, blowing that out of the water and going that far left, I think what the other side has done and is a big mistake is they took 2016 and said, oh, you know what we really screwed up? It wasn't that we had the most unlikable candidate perhaps in the history of the world it was that we need to be much further left and we have to go as crazy as possible because that's where america is and they're not welcome back to the program that was actually audio from donald trump jr who was also a speaker today at cpac and he's saying look they're they're making a big mistake moving so far to the left because they'll leave no room for people who are not far left to vote for them. 
And I, you know, far be it from me to, uh, you know, think of the Trumps as advocating for Democrats as far as helping them to get votes. But it is a great point for him to make. And what I, I my, my main thing is after reading Ship of Fools by Tucker Carlson, it has become so clear to me that there, there's, there is a need in this country to have the opposing view to the free market capitalism and limited government that we espouse on the right. And the, the reason we want someone to have an answer for that and to kind of move us a little bit is that you have to have a way of contrasting ideas. You have to have a little bit of pull in the other direction to keep everything sharp and in focus. And that is something that we can no longer trust the Democrats to do when they're advocating for socialist policies. So uh, more than anything, we want to have an opportunity to have both sides heard. But socialism is not a side. It's a failed idea. It's killed millions, uh, millions and hundreds of millions. And it's never going to work. It doesn't matter what label you put on it. Just like you never want cancer. You don't care if he says pancreatic cancer or bone cancer or stomach cancer. You don't want any cancer. Socialism is the same. We don't want democratic cancer or, you know, democratic socialism, democratic or, 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 or plain old socialism. We don't want special socialism. We don't want the socialism that works. We just don't want any. So now it's my pleasure to welcome our next guest to the program. I have Corey Duncan. He's the founder of Grassroots Conservative Association Group, and it's God, Family, Country, and Education. This is an educational organization, and we talk about education a lot on the show. Welcome to the program. Nice to meet you here at CPAC 2019. Uh-oh. I, I've got to... This is, this is why they don't give me the buttons at the radio station. <laughs> there we go. I just turned it's, the radio uh, it, the not, button up. Not a problem. It's my pleasure to uh, uh, be here, and also thank you for having me, and um uh, you know, with us, education is power and power is education. So talk about what your group does. Is it school choice that you're trying to promote? Well, actually, what, what we are is a private entity that uh, 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 myself, uh, I started the Grassroots Conservative Association group last June. And uh, we have nine chapters around the country. Nine and, uh, chapters, yep, okay. Nine chapters. Get ready to be 12 chapters around the country. And what we do, what we're about, we're about... Uh, uh, God, family, country, education, and also unity. And uh, what we are is not a charter school. We, we have uh, our Christian conservative prep schools, two starting this year in Texas, and the other three starting in 2020. And, uh, so these are actual schools you're yes, starting? actually high, actual high schools. Wow. And uh, you can always uh, go to our website, www.conservativegen.com. I'm there and, now. Uh, yeah, and my beautiful wife, Anna, she is the co-founder. And uh, what, what, what we do here is we, we, we believe that our young Americans, we continue to have to make sure that they are, learn, are learning, getting a proper education and the correct uh, curriculum. Because what, what they're getting now is, is not the whole story about American history, also about conservatism or, or, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of young people out there like to say, you know, think, I guess, like this is corny. And then, uh, you know, no, it's not corny. The American dream is in you. An American dream can be, uh, um, uh, you can have the uh, fruits of it if, it's, if you're successful and use the five, use the five uh, uh, keys to the goal. And, uh, and that's God, family, country, and uh, education and unity. And you got to have God in anything that you do. Amen. Because guess what? If you don't, it's not going to work. It's not going to, it's going nowhere. Right, it's going like nowhere. Like a lead balloon. I, I tell you, that's why we stepped away from me and my wife Anna used to be heavy into politics, podcasting, and broadcasting. And we stepped away from it because it was not gaining any ground. And all it was was left against right. And you don't know this arguing and you're working up a sweat mm -hmm. absolutely for nothing. So we said we're going to try to target things that, that we can actually reach out 
and touch and, and actually make a difference. And I know it's a lot of adults here. I mean, I'm, I'm not an old guy. I'm 49. <laughs> but, uh, you Still know, in the 40s. I, I'm getting close. Still a baby. That's right. Oh, <laughs> That's what the ladies yeah. at church always tell me. Yeah. Hey. hey and they'll tell people who are in their 50s that they're babies. I'll tell you what, if I'm a baby, I'm a real responsible baby because I'm taking <laughs> care of my bills and taking care of a home and a family. So... But the thing of it is, and, uh, you know, you, you have to look at this from the perspective of a lot of people just look at this as, as politics. And they have to step away from the politics. The politics is just so nasty. And you have to, that's why we're 20, 25, 30 years behind the, the, the eight ball. And we got these uh, liberals. That's why you see all these liberals in colleges teaching, the educators, the high schools, and also, and also uh, 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 in law enforcement and politics. And because we fell asleep 20, 25 years ago, and we stopped educating. All we did, and you know, that's why I say as our base, the GOP base, which, which we need to stop worrying. I mean, coming up just every four years to, to talk to the regular grass, grassroots mainstream uh, 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 Republican or conservative. I used to speak for the Tea Party, and I'm telling you, we, we were strong back then. And then once we got a couple people in the Congress, it's like now everyone's branched, uh, branched off to be just grassroots, and they're chasing fame. They want to be the next diamond in silk or what? I don't. Uh, at the Grassroots Conservative Association group, we're based in Houston, Texas. Nine Acres, the Duncan Ranch in Houston, Texas. And the thing of it is, is that we are nonprofit and we are self-sufficient. So, but I, I want to touch on something you just said there. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that through this organization that you founded, yes. you because you're, you're not saying it, that we can't do anything with politics, but you're no. saying right. the left has taken over education right. and you want to take that back. Absolutely, because what they're doing is they're teaching um, everything about making it everything uh, uh, about your race and learning the race about, you know, about your people or race. And the thing of it is, is that you have to take, and this is not about race, this is about educating people and also to make sure that they learn with them, you know, get the proper education so, so they can also uh, uh, get into the workforce and continue to make the economy. That's what makes the economy strong because you have people and they're not working or they're not able to work because of their, the lack of education, being educated enough. It's, it, you know, so we are the alternative. We teach conservatism also in our conservative prep schools. We also have our Christian conservative uh, uh, trade schools. We have our Christian conservative college colleges that's opening in 2025. Now let, let's 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 unpack this. I'm okay. on your website, conservativegen.com, conservativegen.com, um, and we're going to have a list of these. When you go to the podcast at afr.net, you'll be able to listen to these interviews, and you'll see. Um, so our, the, my producer Devin is actually putting in um, the the names of the guests that we've had on. Mm. Normally, I would have two guests per show, you know, <laughs> so one per hour. Right. <laughs> but this time, you know, CPAC, I've had so many people come. <laughs> and we just snagged you going by That's because you fine. have a fascinating That's story to share. But I want to make sure people get your website, conservativegen.com. So we're chatting with Corey Duncan, if you're just tuning into the show. We're live from CPAC 2019. I'm on your website, and it says, you know, obviously you have the, the normal places, right. about us, projects, events. But okay. then you have a number of places I can click through to go to, uh, Empowered Women Series, yep. Constitution 101 Videos. Yep. And you have contributor right. videos, educational videos, a knowledge hub, right. our partners, event registration. Right. So you're you're doing something mm -hmm. where I feel like I, what I'm hearing from you, Corey, mm -hmm. is that you you're saying, yes, 
politics was effective mm. at doing a couple things. Right. But right now, what you want to do is mm. see some action in the area where we live, where, right. we're, where our kids are right. living, educating the kids so that they can make better decisions, which Absolutely. also kind of speaks to um, the, the portion that you're talking about starting mm. colleges. Is that hard? Is that something that's difficult uh, to get done? Nothing is hard if you put if you if you are taking apply yourself. Uh, 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 you know, as, as the gentleman said in the Rocky movie, there ain't no such word as can't. Well, with us, there's no such word as is, it can't get done because we did it. I, I mean, look what we done in in what since last May, and look where we are. And I see all these other people that have podcasts and conservative talk show and they regurgitate news and it's like you know okay so when we're gonna move you know everyone has a has a question but they don't have an answer and that's what we need we need someone with a with an answer that's concrete and the answer is one thing to stop all of this liberalism and socialism one good reason one big thing education well and once you've got a a person where they're receiving their education Mm -hmm. And they've got the ability to analyze information mm-hmm. and think. Mm-hmm. And they know the founding documents. They know, you know, what, what our country's right. based on. Mm-hmm. They're past a place where they can be indoctrinated. Absolutely. But see, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. you educate them about the Constitution and about that things, things are not as bad as they're perceived to be. You know, the thing, one thing is bad things, like it's, it's good to learn from bad things. But it's how you channel like any like adversity. How do you people that that, that conquer adversity often are su- very successful, mm-hmm. especially if they live through it. And I know me, you know, I, I I didn't come from a silver spoon background, you know. And, and the thing of it is, I got a master's degree. I went and served my country. Retired in 2007. I, I, I entered in 1988. And I retired in 2007. So the thing of it is, you know, it can be done. Mm-hmm. It can be done. But for anyone. Is, for anyone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why I always like to speak to the, the inner city uh, children, and even anyway. It doesn't matter. All Americans, I don't care. We're nonpartisan. We're not Democrat, Republican. We don't care. We look at people as Americans. And you're saying this, this is the best place to get this done. This, this is where the rubber meets the road, where people can say, I came from a place that didn't have, you know, interior plumbing, but now right. I own businesses right. or I own homes or whatever the case is. We, we, we do so much for, for, for get back to American citizens that we don't, we don't want any credit for that. We're not looking to be the next fame or whatever like that. We have our, our Christian conservative uh, uh, kids, children's hospitals. And, and that's, that's going to be starting in 2025, and also for our veterans. And also, we have a program for mortgage-free houses, homes for uh, for, for spouses that have been killed in, in, in war. Mm. So, I want to give everybody the website one more time. I, I'm so glad we got a chance to chat, and I have your card. So, we'll Thank hopefully, you. when you're getting ready to launch your mm-hmm. next. Uh, you know, you're doing so much. But yes, your, your next yes, launch, we, we want to have you on. come on right. and talk about what you're Not launching, everything that Not you're doing. It's um, my pleasure. Corey Duncan, you're the founder of the Grassroots Conservative Association Group. The website is conservativegen.com. Conservativegen.com. Based out of Houston, Texas. I love me go. some Texas, That's okay? Right. We have right. a lot of affiliates down in the Texas area, and we love talking to our listeners down there. Right. We are so glad you came on the thank show today. You. It's my pleasure. Corey, thank you for joining thank us. You. Yes. Okay, so we are now at the end of the program. And I'm going to tell you guys, um, I know how I always joke around about sometimes in the past I've been filling in for this place or that place, and it's been like driving somebody else's, you know, F-16. That's what it was like yesterday and today driving this show. 
um, having all of these guests, having having a booth here at CPAC, I want to say, praise God, because I've always dreamed of broadcasting here. I've always wanted to be here. And for me to get the invitation to be here and to actually make it happen. And there've been some other things that, you know, details matter. I'm not going to go over them right now on the air, but there've been some things that would normally not be possible that have lined up this week, just, just this week. And I only see that happening through the glory of God, that he made this possible. And I just, I'm so excited about having had, (laughs) had a broadcast and we just have two minutes left. Oh, Shirley. I think she's going the wrong way. Um, I was going to have Shirley come on for the last minute or so. Um, it, it, it's just been so fantastic. And the things that had to line up for me to be able to do this from here, that they lined up and that they happened and that I've been able to be here, God gets all the glory. I'm so grateful. Um, from the signage, the booth, the people who I've been in the booth with, the people I've been able to interface with, the, the friendships, the, the dinners. Oh, my goodness. Andrew Langer. Okay, Andrew, you're showing up at the last possible minute. I know. Minute. You have 60 seconds. Hey, everybody. Have a great weekend. Okay, so Andrew is now <laughs> on the air with us. I'm turning my camera around to him. Um, tell us about the jacket Listen, before we get Listen, it's Friday night off. at CPAC. I, Friday night at CPAC. We got to let, it, we gotta let the, the freak flag fly. What? Peacock's got a strut. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse Kelly is still here, too. Yes. So if you guys are wondering what it's really like, this is what it's like. So Andrew Langer is a WBAL News Radio 1090 host. He's also one of my favorite people online. We're in the same group of, yes. of, of people who email around, and sometimes there's fights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the secret, we won't the talk secret about group that. that we don't talk about. We, we won't talk about that. <laughs> we'll just talk about the fact that I don't know that we'd met before this CPAC. I don't know we? if we have either. I, yeah. I find that so impossible. See, because yeah. it's the 10th anniversary this week of yeah. the Tea Party movement, and we were both in this movement. Yeah. We knew each other, yeah. but we had never really met. I don't I don't think we met. So we had dinner together, yes. not, not last night, two but the night ago. before, two nights ago. And it was so much fun. And um, we were just sitting around talking and getting to know each other, and we had a great speaker, too. Which yes. We actually had Good. him. Or, no, he's coming on me. He's George coming Landreth. next week. George Landreth is coming on next week, but we did cover his issue. Excellent. Uh, the, the piece, the, he had Peter all those articles. Yes, yeah, the PETA So thing. the PETA stuff. Um, and so it was. it's just been great. I was just actually expressing my gratitude for getting to come here and how everything lined up and having a booth. And, Listen, you know. I, I don't want to – you've got less than a minute. You're a wonderful person. So glad we can have you here. And I, I didn't mean to hijack – well, I did mean to hijack your you show did. last minute. You totally got you. You were just so awesome. You Guys, can check that off your box. Stacey is awesome. <laughs> Andrew Langer. See you later on. He's with so many different groups. But I would say the group he's with now is he's making waves with his with his clothing. It's a pretty amazing jacket. Leopard print. All right. I'm done. I, I'm so glad to have been here. Um, praise God. And oh, we'll be back with you on Monday.